This is the show where Eskimos fans get all things green and gold from the man who calls the shots. We're just ready to lace it up and go out there and hit somebody and uh, play physical, disciplined football. This is where one empire gets insight you can't get anywhere else. This is the Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering, Canada's largest public automotive and RV auction. Now, with Eskimos head coach Jason Moss, Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Riley drops back, waits, throws. He's going to the end zone. He's got a man open. Touchdown, Eskimos. And the Eskimos will take the lead on a touchdown to Chris Getzlaff. This is the ball game for the Eskimos. The defense makes one more stop. They'll win their seventh straight. Harris drops back, throws, and he throws deep down the sidelines, up into the air. And Johnny Adams has an interception. The Eskimos take over possession. They will win this football game. The Eskimos will win it 27-20. Eskimos are 7-0. 7-0 for the first time since 19. 19- 61. Another win, more injuries. It's the MO of the 2017 Eskimos. More than anything else, they're getting the job done week in and week out. Next up, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in Winnipeg on Thursday. And with all that, we say good evening to head coach Jason Moss. How are you, coach? Doing great as always. Uh, good stuff. Uh, what would you like about your football team on Thursday night? Uh, there wasn't much not to like, to be quite honest with you. I thought we played a pretty solid football game. Uh, start to finish, I thought we were extremely physical on both sides of the ball uh, in the trenches, which is very difficult to do against Ottawa. Um, I thought our kicking game was spectacular. Um, obviously, the last one would have iced the game, but it was a tough kick at the very end. But I thought Hugh punted well. He uh, made the, made four big field goals in the game for us when we were stalling in the red zone. Um, you know. Euclid, Euclid Cummings was a beast the whole entire game, singling out one guy on the defensive side. I th- thought our defense played some outstanding football, forcing seven two and outs. Our offense controlled the game time of possession-wise because of it with 36 minutes. Uh, Mike was Mike was on point with just about everything. The two picks were tips, you know, mm-hmm. that could have went <clears throat> into, into the ground, but they didn't. But... Uh, you know, I thought it was a solid game on, on, on all sides of the of the ball. Red zone production could have made it a lot different of a game, um, but I have to give them some credit too. Um, but anyways, to close the game out, have Getty make a, a huge touchdown there at the end for us was uplifting for our whole football club. Um, and anytime you can win on the road is, is just tremendous. So. Uh, we've sat here a couple of times on Monday nights and talked about uh, slow starts to games. We don't have to talk about that anymore because you've got three straight games where you've scored on your uh, on your opening drive. That drive, I thought, was just terrific. Uh, I think it was four second down conversions, five if you include the touchdown. Uh, you just did everything right, it seemed, in that drive. No, it was great. I mean, we um, you know executed at a high level that first drive and all all the phases, blocking, running, uh, pass catching, and throwing it. Um, you know, I thought Mike was on point with everything. Our route running was spectacular. Um, you know, Mike getting through his progressions because of the O-line affording him the opportunity. Um, it was about as good a drive as you can have to open a game and at any point in a game, to be quite honest with you. So to do it, do that is not very easy. I mean, the second down conversions in the game, I think, were 58%. They were 32%. 
um, their second down conversion. So yeah, obviously that's a telltale sign of staying on the field. But to do that opening drive, to go down and score a touchdown is huge momentum lift for, for you when you're in somebody else's house. Yeah, it's, uh, and then the defense came out and was pretty solid as well on the first series. So that's it's kind of neat when you get both sides of the ball clicking on their first set of downs. Absolutely. I mean, that's you can't have better starts than that when you when your defense gets you the ball right back, your offense goes out and scores a touchdown. We've been aggressive taking the ball to the last three weeks from the coin toss. Um, you know, so things are working in our favor uh, in that regard. So, um, you know, very proud of our football team once again. I mean, to to go on the road, like I said, uh, is not easy. And, uh, you know, we're doing a good job with it. Ladarius Perkins scored the touchdown to start the, the football game. Two games for him now as a starter, 222 total yards, a touchdown. How has he graded out for you? Uh, he's he's, he's done, done his job. I mean, uh, when the ball's in his hand, he's doing a lot of good things with it. Um, you know, he's he's getting the right guy blocking. We'd like him to step that up a little bit more, and that's just being honest. Um, you know, but I know he's capable of that. Um, I've, I've said it before. The guy we compare him to is the best in the league, if you ask me, and John White. So, mm-hmm. I mean, when we talk about blocking, I mean, that's what we care about the most on our offense. So, you know, he definitely needs to to be more aggressive in that sense, but he's getting the job done, and I know he'll be better. And then it's more reps. I mean, that's at the end of the day, he hasn't played a lot of football for us, so there's a lot of nuances that go on in our offense, a lot of little things that you got to be attention to detail with um, and feel comfortable back there. And I think that's what you're going to see with Perk is the longer he's in there, the, the more confident he's going to be uh, picking out the right guy and then laying a lick. He's going to have to do that this week because Winnipeg will bring it, and, and they've got a couple linebackers that will do that in particular. Uh, another win, another game, more injuries. I, I don't even know how to talk to you about this anymore. I, I, how frustrated are you with what's going on injury-wise? I just mean every week a starter or two goes down. This week you had two guys on the defensive line go down. Uh, how, do, how are you handling this? Like, How is the team handling this? I know when I, I talked to a couple players today, and they said, we don't even talk about it. We just go out and do our jobs, which is great, and I think that's probably uh, because of the great how they've been coached up uh, throughout this. But, I mean, like, I, do you just shake your head at night and try and figure out what's going on sometimes? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to talk. I mean, it's hard to, to get down about it. Like, I've said it before. When you're If you're down and you're depressed about your injuries, that means you're not very confident in the people that are in the building. And I'm extremely confident in every single guy in our building. So I'm looking at – I'm trying to be positive about the situation, looking at all the good players we have and how they're finally going to get an opportunity to play. And I get more excited about thinking about them playing than I do Amanda Sewell not playing this week possibly. You know, I mean, those kind of things, you know, I don't – I try not to think of. I try not to think of John White not being in our lineup or, you know, Darius Bowman not being in our lineup. Conar, I, I, I don't want to think of JC and all those guys. I want to think of more how well Corey Jones has done and stepped in his in his shoes and how Malumba's now got an opportunity to play Will and now you're you know Brandon's got an opportunity to be have a bigger role and then now he's out and then it's Bryant Mitchell and you know the list goes on and on. I like to think of the positive part of that and then also trying to think of even more positive things is we are going to get a lot of those guys back, and they're going to come back soon. And when we do that, the depth we will have and the experience we will have is going to help us tremendously down the stretch. And I have to believe wholeheartedly that the injuries will stop at some point. They really can't continue. And if they do, I mean, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. I guess the best way to address that, if you look at, especially I guess on the offensive side of the ball, just thinking off the top of my head, the guys who had the impressive numbers last Thursday, guys like like Bryant Mitchell, Ladarius Perkins, uh, Hugh O'Neill with the punting, uh, all these guys are, are only playing because guys got hurt, but they're the guys who are making a difference and the guys who are making an impact, which, I mean, that's got to be so gratifying. Absolutely, and then I, I stopped, you know, 
no one talks about our old line, but last game, <laughs> you know, uh, Beard start David Beard starts his first game at center for mm-hmm. Justin. We have Batiste going at right guard. He hasn't played that since the NFL. It's been a while. Matt O'Donnell goes to left guard. We have uh, Figs coming back in the lineup from an injury playing left tackle. We have Colin Kelly making his very first start at right tackle. So from our first game to the seventh game, we had five different changes at the O-line from our previous game. Wow. I mean, it's and we controlled the line of scrimmage. We were able to run the ball. We were able to protect Mike. I mean, to be able to do that with that many changes at your O-line speaks volumes. So, I mean, even the guys that not everyone knows the marquee names, but, you know, all the people on our team that are having to step up, I mean, I have a huge list of that. And yeah. uh, I've seen it, like I said, I, I, I kid the guys every week. James Franklin's the only guy that hasn't played that, knock on wood. I mean... Um, you know, everybody else in our locker room has basically stepped foot on that field. So, I think I counted today, and I, I could be out within a guy or two, but 24 players have started but also been on the injured list, which is, like, that's an incredible number. Yeah, I mean, we have our bone grinder club that we started at the beginning of the year, with, which was put our first 46 guys up. And if they stay up the whole year, they end up getting something at the end of the year for it because I'm a big proponent on staying healthy. I'm, I'm trying to promote that and trying to have some toughness on our football team. Um, and you have to be on the roster, whether it's a coach's decision or not, and stay through there for 18 games. We have, after six weeks, we had 23 guys left out of 46. So, I mean, that's unheard of. And, I mean, we've, we, we've had 19 guys last year finish all 18 games. So that means only five more guys can go down and we'll have the same amount already. So we're close to that number already, and it's only seven weeks into the season. So it's been catastrophic, no question. But the thing that hasn't been catastrophic is our attitude, our effort, our guys stepping up, and our record. Another guy I wanted to talk about who got a chance to play and, and contribute because injuries is Kenny Stafford. Uh, uh, classic Kenny Stafford stat line, three catches, 84 yards. He had the one bomb for 70 yards. I mean, we saw you were in Ottawa in 2015, but if you, you saw the games, that's... a classic Kenny Stafford game. He'll catch one bomb a game, stretch the field all day long, have three or four catches and almost 100 yards. Yeah, Kenny's a I mean, high-level receiver. We're, we're very lucky to have him uh, come here and be um, accepting of a practice roster role at the beginning of the year and then wait for an opportunity. And who knows what the future has for him here uh, You know, as the year goes on. But when he's in the lineup, he's dangerous. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things Kenny does well. So we're trying to um, get him involved more and let him, like you just said, uh, perfectly. He stretches the field. If you sleep on him, he'll run by you every single route. Uh, he has good hands. Uh, he's good with the ball in his hands as well, which all of our guys are. He, he's physical. There's a lot of great things about Kenny. And, you know, really, if, if, if our guys stay healthy, Kenny's going to play a role, a different role for us. Um, but now he's having to step up, and he's, he's able to do that, and it's tremendous. We kind of touched on it. Who knows what the future holds with him. You talked about guys getting healthy and coming back soon. You're going to be in a tough spot in the next few weeks, are you not, with having to make some really hard decisions on some guys? Yeah, I mean, that's every year it's like that. Uh, obviously, this year it's in particular been like that. Um, you know, my big thing is guys generally don't lose their jobs to injury. I mean, if they're health, once they're healthy and they come back, when they come back and they're giving their job back, they got to produce because I know what those guys that stood in there for them did. So they still have to go in there and produce. It's professional football. But, you know, the hard decisions will be after they come back if they're not playing well enough to keep that job. But all I'm excited for is the guy that comes back, you know, and gives us the depth that we need again. And again, at the end of the day, we don't have a selfish locker room. Our guys are all going to play the role they're asked to play. 
um, and want our club to win. And that's what we have a whole bunch of people like that. So as hard decisions they are for me, they're going to be made easier by the type of guys we have in the locker room. You're listening to Jason Moss, the head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos. This is the Eskimos coaching show for Michener Allen Auctioneering. My name is Morley Scott. It is a 7.45 in Edmonton. The Eskimos are back to practice today. They're getting set to head to Winnipeg. They'll play there Thursday night. 6.30 is the kickoff, 5 o'clock for the countdown to kickoff with myself and Dave Campbell from Investors Group Field in Winnipeg. More with the coach when we come back on 6.30 Chet. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. We have the selection. You set the price. Now, Morley Scott on Eskimos Radio. 630 Chad. Uh, back with the coach at 749 on 630 Chad. This is the Eskimos Coaches Show. Uh, Jason, I was talking with Hugh O'Neill today, and we're talking. he had a perfect punt in that game. And, and I really love the sequence. Uh, o- uh, O'Neill punted it out into the coffin corner for at the one-yard line. Uh, defense comes out, forces a two-and-out. Offense takes over the ball and gets the winning touchdown. It was like the perfect scenario, was it not? No, that was huge. That was a big play in the game. Um, anytime you're able to do that to an offense, it's hard. it's hard to... To, to get out of your own end, particularly when you're on that one and going against RD right now. So, um, yeah, that was a huge sequence of plays, all three phases doing their job at a very high level. Um, you know, so, no, it was it was great to see and obviously helped lift us to a, to a victory. And he had a punt, too, that went out at the 11-yard line, which is also uh, pretty good. He's 6-for-7 in field goals. He doesn't look like a guy who's been away from the game for a year and a half, does he? No, he's he's been uh, kicking very well even today in practice. I mean, he was – the sound of the ball was different than it's even been the last two weeks, and it was all – they were all true. Um, so he's – you know, could see the confidence gaining in him, and it should be. I mean, he's worked hard. I – I walked by Hugh in all winter, and you know I'd come in the office and on certain days, and he'd be in there kicking in our in in the indoor. I mean, he's worked extremely hard without a job. So I mean, anytime a kid or a guy is doing that, it's pretty awesome to see him finally get another opportunity and make the most of it. So, you know, when you you should have confidence when you're working that hard and you're a good kicker. So, um, you know, I, I just look for more and more opportunities for him to do to do his job and, and gain even more confidence. Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Thursday in Winnipeg. Uh, I imagine offensively you got to preach ball security every time you play the Blue Bombers. Uh, they led the league in takeaways last year. They're doing it again this year. Uh, they just will take it if you don't. If you give them the opportunity, they're going to just steal the football from you. Yeah, they're good at creating turnovers, no question, and they're good on offense of not turning it over. So that's a good combination to have. They don't take a lot of penalties, and I've talked about it before. Our keys to victory uh, is doing just that: is limiting turnovers. Uh, being really good with the plus minus on that side and then being very disciplined with penalties. We have to do that. We've done it twice this year where we've lost both and won both those games, but that's very difficult to do, particularly when you're playing a really good team and playing in their, their barn. So um, they won't hurt themselves. So we we have to do the same. We have to be not self-destruct and, and go in there with the mindset of uh, taking the ball from them, controlling it on our side, and then obviously being pre-snap disciplined in this game because uh, that's mo- where most of our penalties come is uh, pre-snap, not, not post-snap. Uh, you got to be happier with the penalties this week. Uh, you, you, there's nowhere to go but better, right, from the week before, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we were. I think our yardage was good. We still took too many. Um, I don't recall the, the exact number, but they were more than, more than Ottawa. Uh, but very, I mean, I think we had two or three more than them, but only about 10 yards more. So obviously, like I said, ours are more of a different variety when we take mm-hmm. them. 
But nonetheless, I mean, I still think we can be better in that department. Our guys are starting to hold themselves accountable in different ways now, which I love to see in our locker room. So, you know, they're, they're taking upon themselves, like I've tried to preach to them, the thing will stop when they start doing it. So um, we still talk about it every day. We still watch all the penalties. We still talk about it. Um, but until those guys put their foot down with each other and make them more accountable, that's when it'll stop. Winnipeg this week, Saskatchewan next week, then Calgary back to back. It changes now. You're gonna you're gonna get a steady diet of Western teams. Obviously, the better teams are in the West right now. The standings prove that out. Uh, does what changes as you go into the stretch of games? Nothing. I mean, for us, I mean, they're all important games. I mean, two points is two points. Uh, obviously, West is four points or whatever. However, you want to look at it, but. Uh, you know, they're they're all big games. I mean, we've put ourselves in a position where everyone right now, when they play us, it's a big game. And, uh, you know, this Winnipeg game is going to be just that. I mean, we're playing at their house. I heard their 50-50 numbers going way up yeah. so they can get guy, people to come to the games, which is awesome. I mean, we want it as loud and as, uh, as obnoxious as possible because I feel like we'll rise to that occasion and, and get excited about playing ball. So um, I think it's a good thing for our league. Um, it's a good thing for us. I mean, uh, like I said, I told them this week, you've put yourself in a position where these games mean a lot and they're big. And I, I always feel like we'll rise to the, that occasion each and every week. Big crowd, loud crowd. That's a tough place to play when the fans are going, isn't it? Absolutely. They are. I mean, we'll work our silent count this week like every other team's had to do when they go in there. Um, you know, nothing keeps them quieter than scoring points on them and shutting them down. So, you know, that will be our focus is starting fast and, and maintaining that throughout the game. And, uh, again, if we can control the line of scrimmage and, and, and control the ball and limit our turnovers and penalties and, uh, you know, make plays. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to is making plays. So if we can continue that trend, you know, we'll come out on the better end of it. One guy you got to make plays against is Andrew Harris, who's having a terrific year on the ground, in the air, whatever whatever way they get him the ball, he's getting yards. Uh, he's always been a guy who's been a, a thorn in the side for the Eskimos over his time in the CFL. What's the, what's the key to stopping him? Uh, or controlling him, I guess. Tackling, wrapping up when he gets the ball in his hands, not let him get going. Um, you know, there's different ways of, of scheming, different things to take him out of the ball game. But at the end of the day, he's a great player, and they're, they're great coaches over there. They'll have a game plan to get him the ball. But uh, when he gets the ball in his hands, we just got to do a really good job of wrapping him up and not letting him get extra yards So and hit him a lot and make it a physical, physical football game. And that's what we're about anyway. So, uh, you know, we don't fear anybody. We respect everybody. But, you know, at the end of the day, we want to play a certain brand of football. And, you know, we hope to do that, and particularly to him. You had a, enough days on the calendar to do three days of practice, but you chose to give him yesterday off the field anyway. I know they probably worked out and had meetings and that. Uh, do you feel that was necessary just because of the injuries, or do you feel there's any yeah, kind of I mean, tiredness? I, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we got back at 5 in the morning on after the game, after playing a tough game on a short week. We have a short week at the travel back. Uh, you know, we, we've thought long and hard about, you know, what's more important, 30 extra reps or having them get a workout in the middle of the year which is always good and then staying off their feet and being feeling really fresh and I thought our last two practices our last practice was today was great I look forward to to more of that tomorrow and the other thing is uh, for coaches it's hard to prepare you know on a short week and and all that stuff so it gave us an extra day to prepare game plans for our players to come in and see something that's had a lot of thought into it rather than trying to put something together so you know it's that's was also went into the, to factoring it in but also just knowing our football team right now we're 
we've played seven games. They've all been physical. We are down in numbers. Uh, that's why we went out and got some junior players today mm-hmm. to help us out. Um, you know, so, you know, we don't have the amount of numbers that we need for practices uh, to make them great anyways. So, you know, we're putting a way more on our players uh, each and every day. So that's that was also a factor. All right, whatever you're doing, it keeps working. 7-0, and uh, congratulations on the start, and uh, good luck as you get set for the Olympic Blue Bombers on Thursday night. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Thank All right, you. that is the Eskimos Coaches Show for this week. My name is Morley Scott. Uh, don't forget, uh, 6.30 for the kickoff, 5 o'clock for the pregame show here on 6.30 Chid from Winnipeg on Thursday night. Have a great night, everybody.